Hello friends, you're gonna like this episode, especially if you're into sports. A friend of mine, Isabel Frame Sanchez, she talked with us today about going from pro ballet dancer to personal trainer. Specifically, she does an interesting combination of uh, CrossFit and Shaga dance, which is a almost uh, like a therapeutic way of overcoming past issues through movement, through body movement. So we talk about that, we talk about mental toughness and overcoming obstacles in the most unusual ways when like giving it your best and realizing, oh, maybe this is not for me and then switching life paths and being very happy with the new ways that your life takes you. So enjoy and welcome to Thrive. Okay, hey, hey again. Hey, hey again. <laughs> so we were talking about New York and how expensive it is. And it is expensive and you live in a smaller place than you're used to and your quality of life decreases significantly unless you're making a ton of money. Right. But it's totally worth it. it you is. know, I, I had a car, like, I don't know if you, if you saw my car when I was in North Carolina, but I had like this Camaro convertible that I would love driving everywhere. And I sold it before I came here. And, I don't, and I'm very happy without it. Very happy without it. I don't need it. I'm walking everywhere. If I'm not walking, I'm using the metro, mm-hmm. uh, the subway. And, and the studio is smaller, but I don't know. It's, it's fine. You get yeah, used like, to it. You, you sacrifice some things and you gain others, you know. Um, Unless you become filthy rich, at which point yeah. you don't sacrifice anything. Yeah, you just get it all. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you would be sacrificing your time doing more work than you usually would do but if it's a work that you like then it's not really a sacrifice is it right yeah yeah I remember dancing in New York I did some intensives out there and I just I couldn't enjoy it the way I wish I you know would have wanted to and I think I think it was because I danced all day and I walked everywhere and so by the time I get home by like 5 p.m my feet and legs are killing me and I just want to lay in bed and so I never, like, I only experienced it on the weekends because my friends would take me out and I was underage, but like New York doesn't care about that. So like I would drink with my friends, you know? <laughs> so it was just like, you know, it was a good experience on the weekends, but I just, I didn't have like the experience I think I wanted when I stayed there for six weeks, you know? Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. I used to hate it when I would come and I came a lot of times for vacation, yeah. for interviews, et cetera. I didn't like it because it felt uncomfortable. I, I was always crashing a friend's place. It yes. felt like cumbersome and tiny and annoying. But once you have your own place, it's much different. Yeah. And then you get to really know the places that you like. So there's an infinite amount of places that you can go to over yeah. here. So then you learn your, your, your spots and then you just love it. And then you, every once in a while, you discover something new. Yeah. I don't know. Last thing I heard, I mean, I haven't done it because of the pandemic, but la- last thing I heard I want to be doing is there's this 24-7 spa house. So you could just go like at 4 a.m. get a massage, which is kind of weird. Yeah, Kind of very weird. <laughs> yeah. And they have this infinity pool there, like 24-7 too. Like yeah. it seems like it's kind of tempered, like pretty high up in like yeah. some sort of building. So I would love to get a massage and then go to this pool at sunrise. I kind of yeah. want to do that. You know, I, I'm sure it's, you know, the hours are like that because, you know, people just work day to night there. And so it's like, yeah. why not stay 20, stay open 24-7? So Exactly. <laughs> okay, Isabel. Yes. So I thought you were coming to New York, but are you coming? Are you not coming? I am not. So I did like 14 auditions uh-huh. out there last um, 2019 in the spring for dance. And I don't know. I thought in my head that New York is the place that's where I'm going to get hired from a company in Oregon or a company in San Francisco, whatever, but it's just a melting pot and everyone, like you think you're special and then there's like a hundred people behind you 
and then a hundred more after that. And so you're just like, wow, I'm just like a fish in the pond kind of deal. So I had a really good experience. I went broke, whatever. I had fun. <laughs> like it was, it was great, but nothing really came out of the auditions. But again, it's like, you know, you're going to get like a hundred no's before you get a yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a saying and I can't remember fully the exact saying it is, but it's something like you just need to have one good deal. I think it's a business say, saying you just need one good deal to completely change your life if it's a pretty big deal and yeah. it's probably the same in dancing right it's probably the same in auditions i think that it's the same for me when i'm like interviewing for positions in residency fellowship etc yeah and and i know you're really good i've seen you dance mm -hmm. and you're pretty good like like <laughs> fat, extraordinarily good so i i can't imagine <laughs> the, the dancing world being kind of ruthless oh it's ruthless it's going to take generations for it to change. Um, <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> I talked, uh, like I mentioned to you, I think in the, the, the form that, you know, there's just like this body type that, you know, a dancer is, especially in the ballet world. Mm -hmm. And every season when they do auditions, there's a different type they look at. So it's like they either look for like really short people or really tall and lanky, only men, people of color, black, white. So it's always different. So it's just, you never know what when your gonna, season is, when your season is. Yeah. And sometimes you get stuck with the wrong company and then you're, you hate your life, but <laughs> you're there. For what do you mean while. by that? Elaborate there. Um, so I, I don't have too much experience. You know, I've never, dance professionally with too many companies because I've just auditioned for a, a lot and then haven't gotten a lot. But when I danced with Charlotte Ballet, I was a trainee with them. Mm -hmm. And even though I was given like great roles, they seemed to like me, whatnot. Um, it's just you work so hard and you almost don't really gain a lot out of it. Like especially the position I was in, it was like the position they they just want to see how well you work so then they can like move you up and okay. so i just feel like i was working so hard for like nothing in a way and i hate to say that i think charlotte ballet is a great company shout out but i have lots of great shout out to there. charlotte ballet we'll, right? we'll like you we'll like you. <laughs> we like you i just personally like when it came to um the positions they'd offer me and then like the things I was supposed to receive while doing it, like point shoes or I guess like lunch money or whatever. Or <laughs> there was one point I was invited to dance at the second company and I worked uh, tirelessly an entire week to perform a whole weekend of shows with them. And I got paid $12. What? Change. Yeah. And I looked at the girl cause I was taking her spot and she just pulled it out of her wallet. And I'm like, what's this? She goes, Oh, it's your, it's your lunch this week. And I'm like, you want me to eat like a bag of chips for lunch? Like, what is this? Oh my was, God. So that was the point where I was like, you know, I am worth more than this. Like I know yeah. I am worth more. So if other people don't see that, I need to go. I completely, I mean, I, 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 I want to say I relate, I, but I've never been in, in an experience like that. But yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. You, you, even though you, can be extraordinary you will be undervalued in certain circumstances mm -hmm. and so so then you left ballet sounds like yeah so at some point i just said i'm not gonna come to class this evening i'm gonna tell them i'm at pt because we were so injured mm -hmm. that we also couldn't afford to go to physical therapy it was like 40 dollars oh a session and we needed like five sessions a week like it was just there were so many of us that were injured. And so at times we would just message the board and just be like, Hey, we're at PT. I, but we're just really at home because oh <laughs> your body's just over it. And, um, I was offered to come back, okay. but it was literally the week before, was it maybe two weeks before they were going to start? And they were like, yeah, you get a stipend of $500 a month. And I was like, slavery. No. I was like, no, I'm not doing this all over again for just a little bit more. Yeah, no, horrible. You know, and like, I, I actually have a few friends that did a lot of ballet during their childhood or wanted to become professionals. I have, uh, and, and they all, like, I don't know any person that has done ballet that hasn't struggled horribly 
you know, I have friends that like can't move their like little toes because like they just got yeah. destroyed. I, yeah. I, I would say 75% of my friends that did ballet at some point in their life, they were anorexic, like because they, they were forced to not eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And talking about eating, I mean, I was told once to lose weight and I did that. I lost like 15 pounds. I think I was like 15 years old or 16. And like, you don't tell a 15 year old to lose weight. And you see, like, you're very skinny. Like, n not all, not everybody's going to see you in Zoom, so they can't really tell how skinny you normally are. Yeah, like, I'd say I'm, I'm healthy. I'm a healthy weight. I'm pretty fit. I'm more fit yeah. than I've ever been um, when I like that better. And mm -hmm. that was the one thing about ballet is just, like, you couldn't get skinny enough. Like, you couldn't get skinnier enough. Damn. You know, you'd, you'd eat your lunch, and then two hours later, you'd go into class, and you just you're bloated from lunch, but you think, oh my God, I'm fat. Or uh. it's just this mentality that you're fed. And I don't think a lot of people know that they're doing it to you. Um, so especially when I teach students, I never say like, oh, um, lift your tummy and make it flat. Like I never say those things because I know it wears on your brain negatively so oh absolutely like and this is something related to what you you told me in this little form how yeah. do you talk to yourself yeah and and that's like that's such an important thing and i love what you wrote because i don't often talk about it but it's like one of the most important things that you can ever pay attention to in your life how you talk to yourself will reflect your mood like probably most of the time yeah yeah i so tell yeah. me that story like how that how that happened with you so um it all started with my coach telling me like bringing my mother in the room with me and that was also a psychological thing where it was like my mom saw that my coach was like you your daughter needs to lose weight like at least 15 pounds wow. and so my mom in that situation is like what do i do you know so my mom didn't really help with it. I was the one who like took control of that. And at some point I started just losing too much weight and I just started hating like what I saw in the mirror. Like I naturally had bigger boobs than other dancers. Like I just had shape and mm -hmm. a lot of the other ones didn't. Um, but at some point, I don't know when it was, but it just flipped in my head and I'm just like, you know, I'm stuck with myself for the rest of my days, for the rest of my life, however long that is, I need to at least love myself because I can't hate myself. Like you're going to go one day and say, oh, I regret I didn't enjoy my body or I didn't enjoy going out with friends because I didn't want to eat too much. It's like, ugh, I don't know. I just never wanted that for myself mentality wise. I feel like if I always thought that way, I'd be on a different journey today, like trying to heal in that way. Yeah. you know and that's a pretty big realization how old were you when that happened probably well it happened at different points you know when you're in a bad relationship with someone that those things can wear you down as well but i think i was like between the ages of 17 and 20 when i was like trying to be like i love myself mm. even though some people are breaking me down you know mm. um but now it's kind of like it's me all the way yeah. like in a selfless selfish way you know kind of yeah. both <laughs> oh, I, I love it. You know, okay, so there's this thing uh, that I sometimes think about. There's a sort of dialectic that we got to accommodate in our lives. On the, on the one side, the selfish part, we got to think of ourselves as, as probably the, the most important person in our lives, right? Like we are the ones that are going to like, that we need to feed ourselves, that we need to make us exercise and need to make us, the things that will make us happy. Like, People care about you, but they don't care as much as you would like. You are yeah. the person that is going to make you happy. And, and you have to think as, of yourself as the most amazing human being on the planet. Yeah. And yet at the same time, the selfless part of it is we, we, you, we're all going to die. You're yeah. going to die. I'm going to die. Whatever you do, Isabel, in your life, unless, unless you become, unless you write a few books about it i don't know like maybe they'll 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 hear about you in, in a, a thousand years from now i don't know but it's yeah. quite unlikely that either you or me will be remembered a thousand years from now 
Right. Yeah. Like, and, and let's go even beyond that. Let's say like a few million years from now when the sun engulfs the earth mm-hmm. and human beings cease to exist, then nobody's going to remember who the Caesar was. Nobody's going to yeah. remember Jesus or whatever, like the Bible, yeah. like Muhammad. Like, like no, like yeah. it's, I guess Elon Musk if he actually take us away from earth and he figures it out <laughs> and we're still alive, maybe we'll, they'll remember. Maybe somebody can Google us, but otherwise. Right. That's maybe he can pay the sun to just not eat us alive. Oh, that'd be, that, that'd be nice. I don't think yeah. it takes money. I, I, I don't, I, or, or she, or it, I don't, I don't or know. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my dreams, <laughs> in my imagination. <laughs> the, in your imagination, is it a she, it, or it's a, he? I don't know. It's an it. It's an it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the point being, the point <laughs> being that we're not that important, right? Like, so we right. can't take ourselves that seriously. We gotta enjoy and love wherever we are in the journey of our lives, and do better and love yeah. ourselves, even we're not in the place that we want to be, because we're always gonna be in the place that we are. Like, right. We're, yeah like i feel like every bad position you're in is a stepping stone towards the next step and it's it's just life like i i never hate i hate to put labels on like oh this is bad this is good like it's just the way it's supposed to be you know Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. but it's like we we file it that way in our brains like oh this is bad this is good um yeah okay this is like wise words you're spreading right now it's what i've always wanted to talk about yeah, you're wise beyond your years. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like I, part of me is like, I should go to school and be like some sort of therapist, talk to people. You should totally do that. You should 100% do that. Yeah, you talked about, so tell, tell me more about that. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, what's interesting is like my sister, for instance, has a, thera- has a therapist. And mm-hmm. when they talk, it's mostly my sister talking. And then at the very end, it's like her therapist says a few words. I don't even know. They're virtual. She has headphones in. So it's like I never really know what the therapist is talking about. But I feel like at some point, if I was a therapist, I would be like, jump, 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 like talking at the person like, hey, you're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a style that you... I mean, there's, of course, technique and there's, there's so many methods right. and we can talk about like at length about the, all the different methods that exist. But if you decide to become a therapist, you're going to start reading about what fits better for your personality and in what way do you want to help and for what circumstances do you want to help. And yeah. then you'll, you'll figure out whatever is the best fit for you. I mean, I can like you're for sure like a very open person, very thoughtful clearly very wise from what you have said in the last like in the, in the first five minutes of our podcast i'm very excited of what's what's gonna come so so i think you would do great i think you, it, it'd be a great i i would be excited like let me know if you do that because i yeah. I, 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 I would love to work with you yeah um, yeah and that's that kind of brings me into that like it's not my time yet. I feel like I'm still healing my own wounds in a way until I can heal someone else's. I'm also at that point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then what I mentioned in the form, I talked about how, you know, people hold, you know, how we hold ourselves back. And I'm like, I shouldn't hold myself back. Yeah, I was I gonna tell you. So, so, you know, um, I am training to be a yoga teacher. Like I've oh, been wow. training forever to do that. And, and now I'm actually, just finishing like a, a few essays that I need to get done before I get the certification. Wow. And then I had one of my mentors there is this Swami. And, and then part of what you do in this yoga, like there's like yoga, like you teach yoga, but you also, there's a little bit of psych, there's a lot of psychology there. And there's yeah. a lot of like therapeutic um, interventions that you do when, when you teach meditation and yoga, etc. And, and I'm like, well, but like, how can I teach a person? This was like, more than 10 years ago, but I asked him, like, how can you really teach that? Yeah. Like, how do you teach somebody to become enlightened if you're not there, right? Like, they're, like that's, like, yeah. stupid. And he's like, oh, bro, like, he didn't say bro. He's more like, <laughs> like, like a swami. Yeah. But, but he said, no, no, no. You just do the best you can, and you get better by, like, you actually learn by teaching. And yeah. that's the other thing, you know, like, and 
something else that 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 is very common uh, amongst physicians and therapists in general is that you're always wounded by being alive okay right. but it, <laughs> it is almost inevitable that if you want to help others you you must have shared your like you are a survivor in some way yeah you yeah. have had your share of trauma for sure and yeah. that's like i think not i don't think this is 100% true but i do think that in most cases if you become exceptional in one area in of your life you you have to go through a deep struggle to get there i think it's impossible not to go through deep psychological and physical for like let's talk about ballet right like if you want to master yeah. ballet you're going to like break your toes you're going to not yeah. eat and and you like and it's it sounds horrible but at the same time you're going to learn a lot of discipline and you're going to learn a lot about on how to control your body and go and do the thing that you want to do even if it hurts right and maybe i don't know you tell me more, you tell me about this but where did you go like there's so many people that like wouldn't make the choices of trying to heal themselves whatever that means yeah. or or not go necessarily that deep like what what led you towards the path of like really going inside and- yeah um i would say like just you know in some way and i you know it's going to take generations for this to change but um i think that like ballet gives sort of you gives you a, a negative outlook on life or on yourself which can really affect your life and so at some point i was just like you know i'm going to focus on myself and that was I started going into modern and I was like wow this hurts less this feels good it's weird as hell and I like it you know my parents are like what the hell is this crap you know they're every day my stepdad I swear tells my mom I wish she would just do ballet again but it's like you know I love ballet with a burning passion but to do it professionally it's just not for me anymore and I still get questions from people who are like so you're still going to do ballet right still going to do ballet and i'm just like uh no like i can't lie to you and say i'm going to do it when it's not in my heart anymore right and then um on top of doing modern i was just injured from ballet like my back my hip i was just like is this what life is going to be i'm 20 years old my back hurts i literally woke up on my 20th birthday and was like my back hurts i don't think this is normal that's not normal <laughs> And uh, so then about a year, over a year and a half ago, I started loving cross training, like doing more fitness. Hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So then my mom and I would go to the gym together and I would kind of tell her what to do. And then I took a step back and I was like, you know, I really don't know what I'm saying when I tell her what to do. So I'm going to become a trainer. Like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to just do it. (laughs) And I noticed that cross training helped my injuries. So like I was healing my body again and so i really loved that and so i kind of stepped out of doing ballet a little less and little less because my body was changing i was becoming more muscular and i liked Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and i did not like how thin i was becoming in ballet i mean i look at myself years ago and i'm like oh i kind of look unhealthy you know even though i know at some point i was doing fine it's just what it does to you i think it wore me down mentally which went to my physical, my physical body. And so fell in love with personal training. And that's what I like to do. I like to help other people find their own passion in fitness and to love their bodies, not to just do it to be skinny, because that was what ballet was about. I kind of hate throwing it under the bus like that. But it's just what it is like, old mentality, people are going to say, yeah, you need to be skinny to do that. And it's Mm. just not right. You know, I even, I have even caught myself and been like, why is that girl dancing? But I'm like, damn, she's actually better than me. Mm. But she's probably bigger than me. And at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, we all have different body types. We can't, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So it just became this self-love thing. And I'm still discovering it. I mean, I'm going to be moving to Japan. What? Tell- January. I have to tell you all about that. And so people keep asking me, they're like, are you going to keep dancing? And I'm like, are you? We're in a pandemic. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Like dancers must be having such a tough time right now. The arts is dead right now. I mean, some places are going back, but 
the amount of money that it takes to keep a facility like that open is ridiculous. And wow. the amount of money that the dancers make in general is stupid low. Um, I mean, depending on the dancer, I don't know. You know, there's some people I'm sure make millions somehow doing yeah. something. But yeah, I mean, um, the arts wow. is dead right now. So we're just- So, in that, so you were kind of lucky that you didn't go that way, huh? You would be struggling right now. Yeah, and I'm actually super happy that I didn't get a job in New York because of how it hit New York so bad. Right. Yeah. I, I was gonna be thrown back home anyways, probably right. struggling even more so. Um, so I'm like very lucky to be in the situation that I am because as a personal trainer, I'm online and I have mm -hmm. clients online. Yeah. So it just, to me, it was a moment to be like, all right, I don't need the world right now. I can focus on my business. I can focus on myself and this is what's right. Yeah. yeah and you look happy. I am happy. Yeah. 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 It's taken a lot. I mean, there's still, there was just always someone there saying, you're going to do this, right? You're going to mm. keep doing that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was lying to myself the entire mm. time. So I don't really know what the, yeah, like, I don't know what the future is going to hold. Like, I want to keep dancing. I want to be in a modern company. My dream is Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Like the, the drugs. Is that why? Um, you know, that would be wicked cool. Because, <laughs> you know, living in the Bible Belt here, it's like, <laughs> got to hide it, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Netherlands Dance Theater, they're just incredible. But. I don't even know. I don't think they're dancing right now. Besides, arts are dead right now. People are super tall there. They are. Yeah. They're they tall. Look, like, I look, up, like, I'm 6'3", and I look up when I talk to people from the Netherlands. Oh, so my gosh. I'm going to step on you for sure. I'm down. I'm down with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. What are you doing in Japan? Okay, so... Um, I'm a newlywed. It's literally a Congratulations. Week. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so my husband's in the Marines and we're moving because of him, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just travel and have fun. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Well, originally it was supposed to be San Diego. And so I was like, cool, I can take my time. I'm in the States. I'll can keep doing auditions out in California. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing like singing lessons and so I could do maybe Broadway or some sort of acting out there. Um, and then it was like the call was Japan and we're just like, okay, what do we do now? You know, cause he didn't want to choose his work over me. And so we just decided to get married within like 40 days. <laughs> Wait, so if you got married, so I, I didn't catch the last part. So yeah. if you get married, then you can go together? Is that, is that Pretty what much. Yeah. Oh, so he gosh. didn't want to choose like his work over me. So that's why he was like, hey, look, are you willing to marry me? And I was like, wow, that's proposal over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. But, yeah. So I don't know when we're moving. It's kind of the dates up in the air. Um, we're in Japan. Um, it's an island called Okinawa. Oh, I've heard of Okinawa yeah. for sure. Have you seen Kill Bill? I have, yes. Okay, that's where they made the katanas. No oh. way. Yeah, Okinawa. Oh. I think they fly there. I, I could be making it up, but I think it was Okinawa. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll fact check you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that sounds exciting. And then since you're a personal trainer that does all these things online, yeah. then it doesn't matter where you go. Right. Amazing. But, but, you know, I still haven't figured out how these people work like online and make a lot of money and travel. Oh. So I'm like still trying to figure that out. I'm like, is that going to, am I going to be one of those people? Yes, you are. You, gotta, <laughs> you just need to charge a lot of money. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 what I would assume you need to do is like, first of all, you have a very particular set of skills. Not only do you know how to cross train, you also know how like you you have this ballet thing and and you have this mm -hmm. uh, the shaga like how do you say it shaga shaga so we have to talk about that and yes. and so that people understand that but so you have a sort of and you and you have this therapist style of yours too i do wonder if you can mix all those things have you heard of the alexander technique yes yeah, yeah. so there is a way to 
to combine body movement therapy and exercise in a sort of comprehensive wellness kind of thing. And I think that's very valuable. I think personal training is valuable in itself as well, if you want to do that specifically. Yeah. And, and I know a guy, have you heard of this guy called Brandon Carter? I don't think so. Okay. So this is a guy, he is a personal trainer himself mm -hmm. and he like, I think revolutionized the personal training um, online business. And he actually has this thing. I'm going to send you the link later. But he yeah. has this, this sort of group, which is a group of personal trainers that get together and optimize their system so they can make a ton of money. And they do make a ton of money themselves. So you have to check that out. You have to check that have out. To. And, and, and kind of like figure out how it would w work best for you. But Hopefully they don't, they don't ask me to like spend $20,000 or something just to get trained under them. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that, I guess that's always a I've been hit with those people. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Sounds like a pyramid scheme, huh? Yeah. Right? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like they're doing pretty well from the Instagram advertisement that I've seen. So, I don't, so that's, that's all I know, to be honest. So maybe, maybe I'm just like throwing you to, to like some shady business and I don't even know. <laughs> Most of them look promising and then they're just like, I have all the rules, all like the answers right here. Just pay me a million dollars. And I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm new at this for a reason. I'm <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's an interesting topic that you bring so this is what i think about that i think that sometimes paying a little bit or or a moderate amount of money for training from somebody that has done already the thing that you want to do mm -hmm. may be worth it yeah and and i mean it, it isn't worth it if if they just like happen to be scamming you then then it's just like not good right, right? um but there is uh i've done it you know like i've done it when i want to do a, like get a particular set of skills and i and sometimes i may not even like have like the money on cash right there but i'll kind of like do it if i do my research i find like a the best person in the business and i want that skill so i go pay this person that amount of money that payment in itself serves as a sort of commitment of yourself. Now I have to get this shit done. Yeah. And then, and then the training and the, and the accountability that you get from, from everybody else also doing that with you. Th these programs tend to have a sort of accountability program mm -hmm. where other people are doing the thing with you. It kind of, it, I, I do think it helps. I do think so. If you want to yeah. go to that next level, but Hey, I'm not here to sell you a business. It's not like my right. thing. So <laughs> no. let's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say I there I have met people like that and I've, you know, spent the money and then it's like they send me something else and they're like, "Okay, to move on, you have to pay like triple the amount to uh... be just like them, who is just someone who works remote and teaches people to work online, but pretty much what's happening is like I'm paying them to work remotely to to learn this whatever it is. And then I'm going to be that same person asking for people to pay me to do whatever they're oh, doing. Interesting. It's really, it was just weird, but that was, that was not personal training related. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> go on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're talking about that, but let's go back to you. So you tell me, tell me the story about Shaga. Okay. So it's interesting. You brought up Alexander technique because we actually studied that whenever I was becoming a Shaga teacher. Mm. And Shaga is a somatic movement language that pretty much heals the body from the inside out. You know, because we all know that if we think negatively or we have a stressful day, that it goes into our body and it's like, it sits there and it's a part mm. of us now. You know, mm. it's a, a part of our spirit. Mm. And we are just here to kind of shake that shit out. You know, we like to use like just funny words and um, yeah, it was founded by my teacher and director, Shali Comaford Fairbanks, shout out, um, shout out. who was, you know, um, went through a lot of PTSD growing up and mm -hmm. was just like scared of a lot in her life or just, there was just a lot going on. I don't really know her entire story, but she just knows that um, 
you know, moving, like she just found herself that she could make herself happy by imagining happiness or imagining that she could cry, you know, or imagining that she could laugh. Like it just brought these sensations into her body that when she was done, she just felt either happy. There was just something that opened up. Like there was a wow moment. And that's what we try to offer our students. You know, like if you're feeling sad, um, can we link it to a body part? Can we link that sadness? Can we link that stress, that happiness? Um, I know for me, I found that, um, so I talked about I had an injured back. Yeah. Well, at some point I realized that my anxiety and my stress, if I was ever tense about something, it would go into my back. If I'd had, even if I had a stressful dream, which had happened yeah. to me two weeks ago, I had a stressful dream, I woke up, my back was hurting. So he's like, this is where my tension's going. And these are the things that Shaga is, has started to open up to me. And I've been doing Shaga for like three years now. And I just found this out like a year ago, you know? So, yeah. So Isabel, you know, you're talking uh, about somatic therapy, which mm -hmm. is like uh, an, an uptrending style of also sort of psychotherapy mm -hmm. created specifically for PTSD. There's this guy, Peter Levin. I don't yes, know if we read some excerpts from him. Yeah, there's He's a, there's a book of him called Walking the Tiger. Mm -hmm. And what he says is that, and you know what, I think... So he's starting to do, and he has started to do some scientific studies for PTSD and using this particular technique that he uses in somatic therapy that sounds yeah. kind of like Shaga, okay? Yeah. Um, and what he says is, we're all animals, which I agree. We're basically like smarter monkeys, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this guy says, okay, so if you're in a traumatic situation, imagine, imagine we're in the middle of, I don't know, let's say we're in Africa and there's a lion and there's and a gazelle, yeah. right? And then the lion's going to eat that gazelle. So the gazelle's running away, freaked out. I of think I saw this video. Did you? Video. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the gazelle's freaking out. And then so what? there's fight or flight. And then there's another thing that these animals do where they just like become paralyzed. Mm -hmm. and, and that's like an evolutionary strategy to pretend to be dead so that the, the animal may not eat you thinking oh, this is like a rotten animal or something. Yeah. And, and so the lion sees you like all paralyzed. He gets a little bit confused. He follows another gazelle. It's the other one then goes away. So then this gazelle kind of like wakes up and it shakes itself like. Yeah. And after it shakes itself or herself or himself, then the gazelle's like, okay, cool. Let's move on with our lives. Yeah. And that shaking itself, that movement is the release of that trauma that they experience in that moment. And yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. It is. It is. We are literally teaching people how to deal with their trauma, how to go on with their life. I mean, I, the more I teach students, the more I see it like in my own family that's very close to me. And I'm just like, I want to look at them and be like, just shake the shit. Just shake it. And they just yeah. look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm just like, <laughs> trust me. Like, if you just learned, like, not to be rude, I'm not trying to say it like this, but it's like, if you just learned how to deal with your trauma or, yeah. you know, there's just, I don't know, there's some like human animal comparison. I mean, we could be, it's interesting to think about, I can't even put it in words, but yeah, it's like, if we were a gazelle, like, come on, that'd be cool. We, yeah. we almost got eaten and we're just like, we forget about it, you know? Yeah. But That's for us, it's like, we go through trauma and it sticks with us and it wears on us because we forgot how to shake it isabel yeah. you have to I'm teach here. us that's why i'm here everyone yeah. shake your shit right now yeah how do i shake it what do i do <laughs> so we talk about <laughs> i'll actually tell you <laughs> there's a thing called a quake and it okay. starts right in your center between your navel and your okay. pubic bone uh -huh. and you want to think of it as like a hot little sun like a ball uh -huh. And you just want to kind of like shake it side to side. And okay. sometimes you can do it standing or sitting or lying down. It's easier yeah. standing. But then you just want to start like scanning through your body, looking mm -hmm. for moments that are places that are stiff, maybe dead flesh or moments that just don't want to let go. And uh -huh. you just kind of want to like relax in them a little bit, like just become weak 
and just look weird, you know, don't take anything serious, you know, and it's just, and we can even check with our voice. Am I going like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's part of it. I mean, there's yeah. so many things you can play with and it's all imagine imagination. Which Amazing. Is <laughs> and you know, it's funny because it is um, one of the things I'm doing right now is training in psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. Right now it's still not FDA approved, but, the, but we're training on it to do research on it. And you ever take any? Well, you know, in Ecuador, it isn't illegal. It's actually part, it's actually legal. Uh, our last president uh, made it a, like a indigenous uh, religious patrimony for the indigenous Americans, we have, we, which have shamans that use it to heal traditionally over there. So when I was in Ecuador, like it, it's not, a, it's not an, an illegal thing to do like here, right? So, right. so I did go to a shaman and I, and I did uh, try it and, and I found it to be very healing for myself specifically over there, you know? Yeah. And so that, that's one of the reasons I'm training on doing it because I think that it could be very helpful. And I hope that i mean it's it's at least right now it seems to be very promising mm -hmm. and but it, but we're just waiting for the last Sounds fun. evidence yeah so the reason i bring this up is because well I'm, I'm sure you'll find all about it when you go to the netherlands and get and get all drugged up over there but <laughs> <Let's hope. laughs> but you know interestingly I, I was watching some part of our training involves looking at, at several videos and, and videos of this type of therapy occurring. And these are like eight hour long therapy sessions, but they're kind of like compressed the videos and we see more of the highlights. And there are parts where, where people will say as they're like going through some sort of severe trauma, they have like some body issues. Mm -hmm. And then you use somatic therapy for, for in that specific moment, like, oh, move it like this. Do this, like, oh, do you want me to yeah. press it here? Do you want to do this? Da, 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 da. And then it goes away. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of um, this healing somatic doctor named Carolina Mice. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's just one of those people who can literally look at you and she knows what's wrong with you, like spiritually, physically, like, oh man, you got cancer, but you may not even know. And wow. she has this map, this body map of like, let's just say you have a cramp in the area of your kidney. That's, this is what it means. It means you're having trouble trusting people. Hmm. And it's like, there's, there's so much to it, but then you start to read it. I mean, I even have a map and sometimes I look at it and I'm like, okay, my toe is hurting. And I look and I'm like, oh my God, am I, am I like, have I lied to someone today? Like, <laughs> it'll be something as simple as like, you've probably lied to someone or you're keeping a secret. I don't know. I'm sounding very preschool with it, but um, it's very similar to that. Like what you're talking about, like there's certain places of the body that carry like intellectual thoughts or yeah yeah i and okay wait but tell me tell me more about this woman yeah. like where what is what is where's like what's her thing is this like that sounds kind of like traditional chinese medicine or like are, are like almost like how do you call this acupuncture style yeah. kind of thinking is, is yeah. that right or i don't know well, it's funny. She does nothing invasive. Okay. Um, there's one story that she has a book called Anatomy of the Spirit, and she pretty much is teaching you how to be like her. Obviously, she has years of experience, and it's just natural to her. But there was one experience where she, this guy calls her a doctor, and he's like, my patient, here's his name, here's his age. And that's all you need to know. And the doctor knows a little bit more about the guy. Like he hates his job at being a dentist. Um, he always comes home with stomach pain, whatever. And so Carolina calls him back and she's like, oh, this guy has pancreatic cancer. And he's like, oh, interesting. Why well, sent him to go get pancreatic testing or however they do that? And he said, and his, his levels were normal. She was like, okay, well, in a month, send him back. She, the doctor sends the guy back. He comes out with having pancreatic cancer and then he dies like four months later. 
Damn. So this, this is like how creepy and cool this girl is. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much of this stuff she does anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. I want to call her so bad and be like, what's wrong with me? Why don't you <laughs> call her? And why do you think there's something wrong with you? Because your oh. toe hurt today? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Don't stop lying to people, Isabel. I know, right? I'm lying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever get that number from her. <laughs> but I... Um, so what do you, I had a question because I wanted yes. to, like, what do you do again? You're a... Oh, I'm a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yes. And so if I asked you, like, yes. what's wrong with me, could you answer that? There's nothing wrong with you. You're okay. amazing. I just had to ask. <laughs> I think there was like a psychologist once I asked if there was anything wrong with me. And he was like, you're narcissistic. And I was like, I'm not though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that it was, so we all we all have things to get better at. We we yeah. all could be a little bit better and we all could love ourselves a little bit better too. And yeah. and I think that's something you said in in the beginning and and I think as long as you stick to that there's nothing. Like it's you you just got you're just in the right path towards mm -hmm. self love and success i think yeah and and it's you know you seem somebody that would be pretty objective like you're not you don't seem like a, a person that is lying to herself about something that is happening in her life if you're lying and we all lie to ourselves a little bit okay we do right but you do seem like somebody that self-reflects on your actions and and their consequences and the and the psychological reactions in yourself. Like, I don't know, like, let, let's yeah. say, let's say your toe hurt and, and then you're thinking, oh, did I, did I lie to somebody today? And then you're going to be like, huh, I did lie. I lied to my mother. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I lied to my mother. And I told her that I was just like, I didn't want to talk to her because she was bringing up this topic that I really don't want to deal with myself. Oh, <laughs> So I actually don't want to deal with that shit. So I'm like, just like pushing people away because of it. Like, what is, why is it that I don't want to deal with it? And then you're like, you'll yeah. probably like look at it and you're like, okay, let's just fucking deal with it. And then you'll deal yeah. with it. And then you don't do that again, right? Like you seem right. like that type of person. Are you that type of person? I'm very much that type of person. Yeah. So, so then you're fine. You're going to be fine. Like <laughs> yeah. that does mean that you have like extreme standards for yourself with, with me. I don't know. You may like, prone to anxiety a little bit like work at times yeah a little bit yeah. but you but you have your out, you have your outlets you have you have yeah. chaga you have the gym which you go multiple times a day you told me well it's interesting right now we're like we're in this pandemic no gyms are open and right. um i am actually a personal trainer at a gym mm -hmm. but i never know when someone's going to be there with a key so i just work out from home once or twice a day or i dance and work out and I just keep myself moving because at you know in the beginning of quarantine i was like damn i'm stuck with myself this is gonna suck because <laughs> i'm one of those people who likes to keep moving and mm -hmm. keep going and keep going until i'm fried mm -hmm. and um yeah, I've been able to kind of like stop and reflect a little bit more um, being in quarantine and working on myself. So yeah, working out is one of them. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Um, how much working out is too much working out? Mm. Because I, I, I saw when, when you told me that you worked out more than one time a day and I, I work out pretty much every day. But sometimes I feel like, oh, should I give my muscles a little bit of rest? You know, yeah. should I do, am I, am I detraining myself because of that specific thing? If I'm like yeah. pushing like my shoulders too much or if I'm pushing like the biceps too much, like, I don't know. You tell yeah. me. I'd say, you know, the answer to that. You know, if you're already questioning yourself, am I doing too much? Or my legs are pretty tired. Maybe I shouldn't go on this run. Don't do it. You know, maybe you're right. Cause once you start running, you're going to be like, wow, this sucks. You know, and what then if you're going to lazy because, okay, let me give you another example. Mm. I went for a run. I normally run seven miles a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. And I, like two, three days ago, I started going on a run and like 
immediately at the beginning, I had a little bit of knee pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had runner's knee before, so I'm very, very scared about it. I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't want that to happen to me again. So I, I had a little bit of pain and I said, well, maybe I should stop and, and walk back home. And then I thought, mm, maybe I'm being lazy. Maybe this pain is like, it's not real. Maybe like, maybe, let me, okay. Like maybe it's real. Maybe it is real pain, but maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe it's just, like I have to just work the joint a little bit more and it'll disappear. So then I did that and it disappeared. So I don't know. I don't, I I think I have a good intuition to when I stop, but do I, do I, do when I'm trying to stop, should I stop? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say what I tell dancers is when they tell me like, this hurts. I'm like, are you bleeding? And they're like, no. And I'm like, it's good for you. <laughs> you know, because I know that feeling of being like in that soreness or that pain where it's like, oh, this, mm-hmm. this stretch really hurts. Maybe it's not good for me. It's like, unless you're really doing it wrong, then don't stop. You know, for a knee pain, I'd say, you know, I don't run that often because mm-hmm. dance is my cardio, but now there's no really no dance. So I do have to run, but I'm very careful about my knees because I'm scared I will hurt them. Mm. But I find that when I hold myself back, I hurt myself. Interesting. So, and that's something we talk about in Shaga too. It's like, we, we're, if we're scared of something, we actually can cause it to happen to us. Or like, we try to push something away, like push pain away, push injury away. It may be the reason why we're injured like that tension that stress that mental block and that's so true in real life too and and you know inter in in career relationships if you're afraid of something happening let's say you want to create a sort of an impression mm-hmm. and and then you're like because you want to create this impression and you're a little bit of, a, of afraid of, of of showing the wrong impression let's say in a career situation you're meeting for an interview or something yeah. then you you then you don't let let fully go and then you become full you don't become fully yourself and then you fuck up and yeah. then that, that thing you were afraid of will happen yeah. yeah yeah it's like we're just all human we're gonna mess up and i think that was the one thing that always scared me which takes me back to the moment where i used to hold myself back which i still find that i do it and i think we all do it in some way we all do it yeah yeah but it's, there's this point where it's like, you know, I'm not perfect. I can't wait for the perfect time. I have to just go and do it. If they yeah. say no, they say no. Like, I can't keep saying, oh, next time or next year. Like, procrastinating. I'm a really bad procrastinator. It's no, you're my not. downfall. No, you're not. I seem like it, but I've actually, I'm a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you, you can be hard on yourself. You know, you remind me of, have you heard of David Goggins? Yes. You kind of remind me of that guy. Oh. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Stay hard. Stay hard. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, totally. I love that guy. You know, I, I actually used to hate running. Mm-hmm. And I hated it so bad. But then my closest friends, they're the runners. And we, may, we meet maybe like a couple times a year because one of them travels the world, the other one's in Florida. And so we make sure that we snowboard at least once in the winter and we do something in the summer. So we met yeah. one summer and, and I felt like I was like a little bit out of shape. So I said, okay, you know what? Uh, we're going to run and we're going to run a marathon. And they, were, they just started <laughs> laughing at me because they, they know I hate running. And they, I, I, at the time, I wouldn't even run five kilometers, okay? Right. And so I started training, and then I got myself worked into a half marathon, which I ran with them. But I got runner's knee right then. And wow. I, I kind of like stopped training like for a week before, two weeks before, hoping that it would get better. And I did yeah. like a little bit of PT, and then I just went for it. And yeah. as I was running, I was listening to the audiobook of uh, of his book, like "You Can't Hurt Me." And have you have you read the book? No, but that's interesting that you would listen to an audiobook. I really—that's one thing I wonder what people do when they're running. I'm like, what are you listening to? 
So I think there's three types of people. There's the one that listen to audiobooks. That's me. I would listen to podcasts too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then there's the second type that will listen to music because it's relaxing and, and kind of like boosts your energy. Like I, when I, that's you. Yeah. 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 So it, it makes you run faster and, and then you're more energetic. I've done it sometimes, but I feel like it, I can do that for 20 minutes and then I can't like, right. Yeah. And, and then there's the third type, which doesn't listen to anything. Just like listens to their breathing and the, the nature around them. And maybe to like, they, they start thinking that's like the reflection time. I have a friend that, that is like that. And I feel like I, I've done it, but I, I don't like it that much because it feels harder. You know, I find myself wanting to do that and out of guilt in some way, like, oh my gosh, I need to stop listening to music and like take in what's around me. Cause what if this is my last moment? Like, you know, so yeah. I find myself either listening to the same song as I run because it matches my, my run. And I'm not even kidding you. I, it's like the same song. I don't even know what, what it Which is. Song like, is it? It's like losing control and it's some like uh, rave song. I don't even know. Okay. Just matches my run. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I'm on my way back and I'm just like, I got to unplug for a second and listen to my breath and listen to the surroundings. It's a bit out of guilt. I feel that way. So I should Yeah. I'm weird. Wait, you should stop what? Listening to music or not listening to music? I should stop listening to the music so I can listen to what's around me and take yeah. it in. Cause like yeah. there's so much beauty around me and then I'm, yeah. you know, it's like out of guilt. I feel that every time. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And it's funny. Like you say that I want to listen to my environment and feel my environment because it could be the last time I do this. Like, yeah. is that how you live? Like, because I could die. So I, I might as well do the best I can. Or sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I have those thoughts. I'm like, man, I didn't tell this person hello or thank them or, you know, cause I may not see them again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did the last time we saw each other, what I went to go pick up some weights at your house. and that <laughs> right. disco ball. Oh yeah. Do you have that disco ball still? Well, I gave it to my friend because we were, we would go to his house and drink uh -huh. and uh -huh. it would just be in the middle of the room and we, you know, have a good time. Yeah. He still has it. Oh, that's amazing. I still think of those uh, weights, you know, especially now that the pandemic started and the freaking, like, these dumbbells are now like quadruple the price. They, they have become gold, basically. So you're welcome. You're welcome, Isabel. Thank you. No, you know what? You can either find them and they're expensive or you can't find them at all. Right. So... I feel like Walmart and Target just doesn't replenish. They suck. Not anymore. No. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but running, I'm not a runner. Like my husband once was like, we were in Florida visiting my family and he's like, let's go on a three mile run. And I'm like, sure. Never ran. Like the last time I ran, I was in track and it was like freshman year. So I was like, sure, we're going to do it. So we're running and he's like, okay, we made it. Now we're going to go four miles. And I'm just like, no, I'm <laughs> going to walk home. GPS, I'm going to walk home. But ever since then, I've never been able to run more than like a mile. But lately it's been like a half mile because I just give up. I'm like, that's ah, my cardio. Six minutes, I'm done. <laughs> you know, running is such a weird thing. It's like really exhaust it feels it's very mental that's what it is it's so mental at the f the first three miles always feel like the, the hardest Terrible. ones the hardest one and then you're suddenly like doing acclimated to it yeah you get acclimated you feel like you can do more and then you're like at mile six and then you're like oh i'm, I'm like tired again and then you hit like mile seven or eight and th and then i then you get this high and then you feel like like one with the world and you love everybody and you just can't stop running because it's just so beautiful how you wow. feel and everything around you and you just keep going and then that runs away but if you do a full marathon then that goes away eventually and then you just feel the pain of every step that you take and yeah, yeah. it's like those endorphins are 
I yeah. love that. I really want to experience that high. <laughs> you should. Well, yeah. I mean, you clearly are an addict. I mean, I can see that right now. You want to go to the Netherlands, do all the drugs. Now you're going to want to get the runner's high. You know, you should, I think it depends on, on the person when you get it. But I started getting it after I did 12 miles. And, mm. and then after some time, I started getting it earlier. So now I'll, I'll get it like at miles six, seven, eight. But before I would get it like at mile 13, 14. Yeah. So, and I, yeah. So that's something you have to explore. I think I had two instances where it, like I felt it at mile, not even mile. It was like 0.8 miles. Oh, and I was like, I could go a little more. <laughs> and then after that one and a half miles, I was like, okay, this is it. Um, this is boring now, you know, because it's on my road. It's, you know, you go this way, you go one way. You go the other way, go around the cul-de-sac, come back. It's like the same pattern. So yeah. I feel like if I had more to run, like more places Wait, to Wait, where are you in Durham? So I'm actually somewhere between Chapel Hill and Pittsburgh. Oh. So I'm in imaginary land. Just kidding. Okay. So there's um, no trail next to you that you can... No. I mean, there's a trail to like a beaver creek, like where there's okay. beavers, but it's very bumpy and I would never run that. Gotcha. So... And then if you go the other way, it's main road and people run on that, but I would never cause you know, people are on their phones and do yeah. stupid stuff. Okay. Yeah. But if I lived like in a city, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Isabel. Yeah. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You as well. Thank you. Yeah. It's it awesome already city. been an hour. I didn't even notice. Right? Yeah. Quick and easy. Now we're ready for bed. <laughs> we should do this again. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I think we, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about. A lot, a lot of things think, to cover. I think so too. I think that we, like, I, I feel like today we talked a little bit about life and then, but, but yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot we can talk about. Yeah. Like that question you asked about the five things I want to talk about. I was like, I have a million, like, I could talk about dirt. Like, come on. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Yeah, thank you, you for this. Okay. So let's do this again. And thank you for coming. Of course. Thank yeah. you so much.